five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back into the Bama on three show. This is your host, Clint Lamb, sitting here, not with Jimmy Stein, sitting here with Andrew Bone. Bone, how you doing today, brother? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's a exciting day. Thursday, uh, NFL draft day. There's um, a lot going on. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, going into this evening with, um, you know, with Bryce Young potentially going number one overall, which I, I, I imagine that is the, uh, that is a consensus right now. Um, I guess anything can happen, but, um, you know, being able to see a guy get drafted, you know, first overall from Alabama, you know, obviously pretty rare thing. Uh, I don't think we've seen that before. So it's going to be, uh, going to be a big day. Excited to see, you know, not just Bryce, but, you know, Will Anderson, where, you know, where's he going to end up falling? Um, uh, obviously he could go anywhere in that top five, don't think he's going to fall out of the top five, but, uh, you know, he could go to a number of different places. You know, will Jameer Gibbs, will he end up going, um, you know, in the first round? A lot of projections now that he is going to be a first round draft pick. Brian Branch, does he end up sneaking into that first round? I mean, I, you know, so many people are so high on him, but, um, you know, there's all, obviously a lot of other guys, Jordan Battle, uh, you know, Tyler Steen. Um, you know, I, I love Byron Young. You know, I, I was always just a, you know, just a fan of him throughout his – and we, we – you go back and you look at a lot of these defensive linemen that have come from Alabama that maybe they weren't first-round draft picks or second-round draft picks, but, you know, late round, third, fourth, fifth, that are still playing in the NFL right now that have had a lot of success, um, you know, in the pros. I mean, there's a lot of guys that – um, there's a lot more defensive linemen from Alabama that are in the NFL than, than you even think about. Everybody just thinks about, you know, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, but, you know, you go and you look at, you know, I would say Dalvin Tomlinson, Jaron Reed. Um, A'shaun you know, Robinson. A'shaun, A'shaun, yeah. He's, you know, been playing the NFL for, you know, 42 years, but um, at least he looks like he has been. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the defensive – the defensive line production at Alabama the last several years has been just, you know, remarkable and not just the star player, but just the guys that, uh, that have gone out there and, um, you know, continue to have success. So really excited about the NFL draft, obviously big day today with um, the uh, transfer quarterback, uh, Tyler Bookner um, announcing his commitment to Alabama. And, you know, you know, obviously we've talked about this a good bit uh, the last few days, and it was kind of all of a sudden. It was out of nowhere. Um, I guess it was Tuesday. I was at the uh, – this is – I'm not even going to say it. Um, but I was somewhere. <laughs> um, okay, fine, whatever. I was at the gym working out, finally getting back into the gym. I hadn't been back in the gym in a couple of years. Finally getting back in there, starting to work out and getting getting healthy again. And I get a text that says – Tyler Buckner's coming in for a visit, which was shocking. Um, and then all of a sudden you, you start seeing it all over um, social media. And I really wasn't sure um, as far as, you know, is, is that one, one, is it 100% accurate? Uh, you're trying to tr track down, you know, different people and make sure that that's, you know, something that's, uh, you know, really happening. Is that somebody that Alabama's, really going after are they going to extend an offer to him but you know when he entered that portal and then quickly set up the visit obviously uh 
he wasn't going to set up a visit, you know, really quickly with a school that uh, wasn't interested in him and, you know, didn't want to bring him in. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of different opinions here, but at the end of the day, yeah, I think Tommy Reese and Nick Saban, you know, they made the decision. And ultimately it was coach Saban's decision to bring in another quarterback and, you know, a quarterback with game experience, you know, somebody that's played a lot that knows uh, Tommy Reese's system that can come in and can provide you know, a lot of competition and you see all these different people that are out there saying, well, you know, maybe this causes one of the quarterbacks to transfer out because, you know, they're not going to sit around and, you know, let Alabama bring in another transfer. Nobody has named this Tyler Buckner as the starter at Alabama. Uh, there's going to be competition this fall. And, you know, I think with, Coach Saban, Tommy Reese, and, and really the entire Alabama organization, they're not going to make a decision without, you know, cautiously thinking about the repercussions. Um, they're not going to bring somebody in if they think that it's going to cause them to lose someone, but lose someone that they're, you know, maybe really concerned about losing. They, you know, they don't want to rock the boat too much, uh, but probably what they did um you know this is definitely gonna probably um you know cause a lot of uh you know obviously a lot of chatter um you know amongst message boards fans maybe players but you know i think that nick saban knows exactly what he's doing he's bringing in someone that can um that can potentially challenge for the starting quarterback job but you know as we've kind of seen with all these different players that have come in from the transfer portal most of the time you know those guys are impact type players guys that are going to come in that are going to start sometimes it's very rare is it somebody that's going to come in and just just to provide depth and sit the bench you know they want somebody that can come in potentially challenge for a starting job but he's not guaranteed a starting job so just calm down you know let it kind of play out see how it goes um you know, best man's going to win the competition in, in the fall. You know, Nick Saban and Tommy Reese aren't just going to say, all right, we're bringing in a transfer quarterback. Um, he's a starter. Um, you know, good luck to everybody else. That's not the case at all. They're bringing in somebody that has had game experience, understands the system, is a smart guy, but also somebody that runs a 4-5 in the 40. <laughs> you know, this is a, you know, extremely athletic quarterback, and, and um, you know, he, he's going to certainly – provide some, um, you know, I, I think it's just a bonus for the quarterback room. It, you know, it's not somebody that's going to make the quarterback room worse. And, you know, you might have some different thoughts here, Clint, but, you know, that, that's just my initial thoughts about it. I'm not mad about the, you know, bringing in a quarterback. I mean, if Alabama thinks that's the best thing for them, then, hey, you know, let the best man win the job. Yeah, I mean, I think it is kind of crazy that people were – even you and I, we're working off such limited information, and yet we still sometimes feel like we know more than the people who have every bit of the information. Don't get lost in that, right? I mean, I, I get, you know, I'm guilty of it too. I think everybody is, but, you know, that's just something to keep in mind. There's things that go on behind the scenes, things that we don't know about. There's factors involved, and we have no idea what those factors are. We're not going to speculate, but the bottom line is, you know, if we can take a step back and see the potential problems of adding a quarterback, as far as locker room dynamics and team chemistry, you know, some of the criticisms that I've heard people bring up, if we can see that, I guarantee you Nick Saban can see it. He's very conscientious of that kind of thing. Tommy Reese as well. 
And so the fact they're still bringing in a quarterback, I mean, they, they've weighed those pros and cons and they feel like that adding him is the way to go. And as far as a lot of people saying this was a terrible time to bring him in, like he's not going to have time to get acclimated to the offense. And, you know, you should have done this before the first, tra- you know, during the first transfer portal window. Well, it's like, I mean, it, I think that's why Buckner makes so much sense because he does know the system. He is familiar with Tommy Reese. And so it's not as much of an adjustment period. So, right. I mean, I think from that perspective, it makes sense. But yeah, is he going to be named the starter? Was he promised a starting job? I mean, I don't think anybody that comes to Alabama is necessarily promised a starting job. You might get be given every chance to compete, but not winning a starting job. Uh, but yeah, it is very, very interesting. It certainly made draft day really interesting. Uh, you got, you know, the excitement of Bryce Younger, former quarterback going number one overall. And now you've got the other side of it, which is the current crop. And a lot of question marks and a lot of concerns from fans. We understand the concerns. You know, we're not trying to downplay and say you're wrong for feeling how you feel, but I just understand there's a lot more at play that we don't know. And I think the best uh, approach is just trusting the guys who do know all the information. Uh, But what we brought you on here for was not to talk quarterbacks as much as a lot of people probably assume. We're here to talk a little bit about the recruiting side of things because, I mean, you haven't been able to get on the airwaves and kind of share some of what's been going on with Alabama. They got a couple of uh, recent commits in Rico Scott and Caden Jones. First of all, talk briefly about those players, their commitments, and what it means for Alabama's 2024 class. Yeah, you know, hey, um, a lot of people were uh, used to seeing us on the uh, on the YouTube channel back in the day, and we're, we're probably going to start something up here in the next uh, you know, month or two. So, uh, so, so be on the lookout for that. Well, we're going to have something new uh, coming out here pretty soon. But uh, for now, um, you know, let's talk about these new – commitments because it's funny i was on a radio show a couple weeks ago and they asked me they said do you think alabama's about to pick up any more commitments and at the time i didn't think so i we had not heard of anybody that was getting close to announcing there were no commitment dates every kid that we had talked to uh, they were all uh scheduling official visits for the summer they were you know coming in for spring game now you always kind of think maybe somebody commits during a spring game uh or after the spring game but um you know we were kind of thinking yeah maybe we'll we'll wait until the summer they were at four commits um excuse me three commits um was it four five, three or four i can't remember but <laughs> it doesn't matter but um you know, now Alabama you know, picked up two big commitments, two guys that they really wanted. You know, Rico Scott, you go to Rico Scott's profile page, and, you know, he's a four-star wide receiver, not highly ranked. As, you, know, you go in and look at all these other top wide receivers that are out there that might have offers. But a lot of, a lot of those kids don't necessarily have a committable offer from Alabama. Uh, they might be recruited. They might come in for a visit. A lot of those guys still need to come to camp. Guess who came to camp? Rico Scott. Rico Scott went to Alabama's football camp last summer, six feet tall, uh, 185, 190 pounds, very physical guy. Not just that, he ran a 4.43 in the 40 in Alabama's football camp. And I always tell people, running a 40 in, in an Alabama football camp is a lot different than running a 40 at your high school. Or telling a um, telling a reporter that you run a four three. A lot of those guys that run four threes really run four five fives. Or a guy that runs a four five really runs about a four seven five. Um, you come to Alabama's camp, you're running a, a legit time. Um, you know, a time that you're going to see. You know, like at the NFL Combine, 
Uh, you know, this is a guy that's got a lot of speed. Um, you know, and Alabama's not going to take a second wide receiver um, if they weren't real 100% confident in his abilities because last two recruiting classes, five wide receivers, four wide receivers. That's nine total wide receivers in the last two recruiting classes. They did lose one. Aaron, uh, Aaron Anderson ends up transferring, but you know, still bringing back four from the previous class. He signed four in this past class. And you also have Perry Thompson committed uh, from Foley. You have Ryan Williams uh, committed in the 2025 class, who you know, could be the best, would probably be the number one receiver in the 2024 recruiting class. But you know, Alabama was, uh, you know, extremely excited about Rico Scott. You know, they got its second wide receiver commit. I do think that they're at least going to try to sign three wide receivers in this class. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of big names that are still out there, guys that are going to be visiting this summer, guys that have visited this spring. Um, and Micah Hudson is a five-star wide receiver out of Texas that was scheduled to visit uh, Tuscaloosa a couple weeks ago, but ended up getting sick. So he's going to reschedule and make a trip back to Alabama uh, this summer. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you still got to recruit Perry Thompson because he's going to take an official visit to Auburn uh, here in June. But uh, he's saying all the right things that he's really solid with his commitment to Alabama. So we'll kind of just see how how that all plays out and see if he sticks on board. But, uh, you know, Mike Matthews is another guy out of Georgia that uh, the staff really likes. Uh, Amari Jefferson uh, out of Tennessee, uh, currently committed to, uh, ten to Tennessee baseball program, but don't think he's going to end up playing ten baseball in Knoxville. I do think he ends up committing between Alabama and um, and Georgia. So, you know, those are some guys that we're watching uh, pretty closely, and we'll see who else makes a visit uh, to Alabama in the uh, in the coming months. And then linebacker wise, Caden Jones. Um, you know, this is a kid who. Played safety his entire career up until last season. Uh, moved to linebacker. Now he's moved. He, he's kind of worked all over the field at different positions. Um, it on both sides of the football. So he's going to end up playing uh, linebacker. Alabama kind of sees him more as an inside guy, but he could also play outside. He's six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds. Uh, you know, can run like a deer. Um, you know, this is a uh, you know, really unique type football player that, you know, you can really move him around uh, to different spots on, on the defense side of the ball. You can even line him up, up, up at safety. So we'll, we'll see where he ends up, you know, falling once, um, once he gets to Tuscaloosa. But I know Alabama is excited about him. They think he's a uh, tremendous football player. I mean, he's a, you know, great speed guy too. I mean, he's a, you know, four, five, five, four, six, uh, 40 type player and you know he's going to continue he can continue to get faster he's going to continue to improve and once he you know really focuses in on one position you know sky's the limit so Alabama taking him this early you know it says a lot about him uh it says a lot about how Alabama feels about him because this is a very important year for linebacker uh in Alabama's uh recruiting class they have Sterling Dixon committed, uh, one of the top linebackers in the country out of Mobile Christian, you know, really pushing hard to flip uh, DeMarcus Reddick out of uh, uh, Chilton County High School, currently committed to Georgia. Uh, you know, a lot of other guys that are out there that, that they really like, and um, you know, we'll kind of see how, how it all plays out. I do think they're going to end up signing you know, somewhere between four and five linebackers uh, in this class. They have two now uh, with Dixon and Jones, so we'll see how the, uh, how the remaining uh, – 
two or three spots fill out uh, in the uh, in the coming months. So it's going to be a big summer because there's a lot of evaluations that are going on. Uh, spring evaluations are currently happening. Coaches are out on the road uh, going to as many different high schools as they possibly can. You know, over the course of the last you know, several months, you know, we've seen Alabama extend so many offers. A lot of those offers, we always say, those kids still have to come to camp. Well, the spring evaluation period is very, uh, is kind of a lead into that. You go out during the spring, you try to see as many kids as you possibly can, you know, whether they're working out uh, in the weight room, working out on the field, you at least get a chance to put your eyes on them and see, is that a type type of player that once he gets to camp this summer, are we really going to focus in on him and believe that he's got a chance to earn a committable offer from us or, you know, is this guy a guy that we offer during the, uh, you know, at some point during the spring or, you know, maybe a couple, you know, three months ago, we're finally getting a chance to see him. You know, maybe he's not the right size. Maybe he hasn't gotten any better, you know, since his junior season ended, you know, we're going to pass. So that's what this spring evaluation period is all about going out and seeing as many kids as you possibly can. We're also going to see a lot of new offers that are going to get extended uh, by the coaching staff. Um, Probably not at quarterback, but we're probably going to see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of defense backs, defense alignment, maybe some offense alignment, even though I think Alabama has their priority targets on the O-line. Um, you know, could see some more linebacker offers, but uh, I, I think it'll probably be heavy on the defense side of the ball. Offense, uh, you know, I think they know who their top running back targets are. You know, wide receiver, you know, very limited spots remaining there, tight end. Could see some tight end offers that get extended. You know, not a lot of tight end targets that are out there, and I think they want to sign at least two tight ends uh, in this class. But uh, but we're going to see probably more defense, like I said, D line, linebacker, defensive back. Seeing a lot of cornerbacks offered in this uh, 2024 class. Not a lot of safeties. Of course, Alabama signed the best safety in the country last year in uh, in Caleb Downs. Uh, but you know, you just never know what's going to happen with the Tony Mitchell situation. Um, you, get, you bring in Bray Hubbard, but I do think that, um, you know, they're going to be on the lookout for uh, for some safeties. Yeah, I mean, I really like Rico Scott. Got the slot ability, but he's also got that typical Alabama receiver kind of versatility where you can play him at pretty much all three positions. And then I like Caden Jones as well. I mean, that's a guy who also has some inside-out ability on the defensive side of the football. And so what they end up doing with him, I'll be curious to to see how that all ends up turning out. Um, but Alabama right now, they already have two offensive line commitments for its 2025 class. You know, Mason Short and Dontrell Glover, three commitments, two of them being, you know, the big hogs up front. Talk a little bit about Alabama's fast start with this position, meaning the offensive line, and who might be some priority names to look at in this 2024 cycle. Um, yeah, as far as, um, you know, picking up two 2025 offensive line commitments, a little surprising just because – over the last three or four years, we just haven't seen a lot of early commits uh, for Alabama. But the good thing is, is Alabama has evaluated these guys in person. Uh, they've seen them in camp. Uh, they saw them during the football season. Uh, they've had these guys on campus, uh, you know, a bunch of different times. So they've built that relationship. And these guys, um, you know, not only are they early commitments, but they're very solid with their commitments they you know they're not really planning on taking other visits because they've already taken taken a lot of visits they you know it's not like they just they got an Alabama offer they jumped on board they committed they were excited 
Mason Short visited Georgia like eight or nine times. Uh, you, know, he, you know, and those were his top two schools, Alabama and Georgia. He, you know, he taught, I talked to him the other day. He said, you know, I knew where home was the first time I ever stepped foot on campus. And because I felt so comfortable in Tuscaloosa, he was like, I was running around uh, tossing football to people, enjoying myself. He goes, I didn't do that anywhere else, including at Georgia. He was like, I just never felt that comfortable there. I felt so comfortable at Alabama. I'm 100% on board. Same kind of deal with Dontrell Glover, uh, interior lineman. Uh, and Mason Short, more as a tackle, a uh, six-foot, Six, three hundred and fifteen pounds. Big dude can kind of see him. Uh, and plays left tackle, but I can kind of see him, you know, maybe playing on the right side in college. And then Dontrell Glover, you know, more of an interior player. You know, the funny thing about offensive linemen, everybody thinks they're a tackle. <laughs> you know, no, no, nobody, nobody wants to play on the inside at all. Um, but you know, Dontrell Glover, six foot three. Uh, 300 pounds, very physical guy, had an unbelievable season for uh, Langston Hughes High School, um, blocking for his uh, his star quarterback, Aaron Nolan, who uh, just committed to Ohio State uh, last month. I mean, you know, Dontrell is a, uh, you know, really aggressive football player, you know, strong as an ox and certainly somebody that uh, Alabama is excited to get. So you got two offensive line commitments already. No, no O-line commitments in the 2024 class yet, but there's a lot of big names that are out there that they're certainly going after. And one in particular is Jordan Seaton, uh, one of the best offensive tackles in the country. Uh, just recently transferred from uh, St. John's in Washington, D.C., which also produced former Alabama player Terrell Lewis. And he has just transferred to IMG Academy. So, We've seen some top offensive linemen from IMG Academy play at Alabama. Evan Neal, um, you know, J.C. Latham, Tyler Booker. Uh, you know, these are some guys that, uh, you know, have you know spent some time with Jordan Seaton this past weekend at 8-8, including Evan Neal, who spent a little bit of time with him. Uh, so we'll see if that, uh, you know, that pipeline to IMG at the offensive line position continues. But, you know, we know that Eric Wolford's certainly pushing hard for uh, Jordan Seaton really want, wants him to uh, to jump on board, but he's going to visit in June, take an official visit, kind of, so we'll kind of see kind of where things are with him after those trips. But you know, a lot of schools involved with Jordan Seaton. You know, some other guys that um, you know, I mentioned, you know, Casey Poe, a big uh, Texas lineman. He actually grew up in an Alabama household. Father, huge Alabama fan, made it to Tuscaloosa a couple weeks ago. Has an official visit set uh, in June. Uh, has a top eight and you know the thing now you know since the last time I've been on the air things have changed with official visits you can now take as many official visits as you want don't you're not just limited to five so Casey Poe comes up with a top eight he can take eight official visits he doesn't have to just limit it to five or narrow it down to a top five so um, you know the Texas schools certainly in it Texas Tech Texas A&M, uh, you know, likes those schools a lot. Oklahoma's uh, high on the list, but uh, he really likes Alabama. He visited Alabama three times, going to come back for a fourth, and uh, they're going to be in it all the way until the end. And one other offensive lineman that that visited during the spring is uh, William Satterfield uh, out of Ohio. Uh, you know, big physical, uh, more of an interior type player. Um, yeah, I think that you know his decision could potentially come down to Alabama and Penn State. You know, Penn State's been kind kind of considered uh, the heavy favorite for him, but he had a great trip uh, to Alabama about three weeks ago, and um, you know we'll uh, we'll kind of see where things are with him after his official visits. Hasn't set up 
official visit dates quite yet, uh, but he's certainly a guy that uh, that we're going to be paying very close attention to. Alabama signed five offensive linemen last year. I think they want to sign five offensive linemen again this year. They don't have any right now, uh, but those are some of the early top names. And there, there's others. We, we have an entire offensive line big board uh, on the uh, Bama Insider message board on the Talk of Champions uh, right at the very top. Uh, so people can go look at the exact uh, key targets at the offensive line position. So go check that out. But those are some of the, the names that we've seen in Tuscaloosa uh, over the course of the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, Daniel Calhoun's another guy uh, that visited over the weekend, uh, named Alabama and Georgia as his top two schools, which has kind of been the, the case for the last uh, several months. I mean, he's visited both schools numerous times. Uh, taking official visits uh, to both in uh, in June, along with Tennessee, I think he's going to set up some other visits. But you know, that's another name that um that we have discussed. You know, really ever since last year because he started visiting Alabama a long time ago. But um, you know, that's kind of a look a look at the 2024 class. Uh, you know, they're like we said, they already have two offensive line commitments in 2025. Uh, they had some big names that were on that some other big names that were on campus for A Day. David Sanders, who's the number one offensive tackle in the country for 2025 out of Charlotte. He was in Tuscaloosa uh, on Saturday, a major, major target there. And, and one other offensive lineman in that 2025 class I'll mention uh, that we have a great interview with on Bama Insider is uh, Braden Jacobs. Uh, Braden Jacobs is the son of former NFL Super Bowl champion. Uh, Brandon Jacobs, uh, who played uh, for the New York Giants and also played for the Auburn Tigers uh, before transferring to Southern Illinois. But, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, does that have any effect on the decision? He, he told me, he said, you know, the, Auburn's not a school I grew up, you know, cheering for. You know, my, both my parents went there, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't really grow up a, an Auburn fan at all. He's been to Alabama a couple different times. Taking a lot of other visits to uh, Georgia, uh, Florida State, uh, South Carolina. Uh, probably not in any rush to make a decision, but he this is a kid who's grown two inches in the last uh, four months. I think he's six foot seven, 318 pounds right now as a junior, or, or going to be a junior this fall. And, uh, you know, this is certainly one of Alabama's top O line targets. So, David Sanders, Braden Jacobs, two more early names in that 2025 recruiting class to, to, uh, to pay attention to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in the offensive line, I mean, I think we all know that it's a priority for Alabama with where they want to take, you know, the roster. I mean, it's when you have an offensive line that can consistently move guys in the, in the run game. You can play off that with the play action, plays complimentary football to your defense because it can eat clock a little bit and give them a little bit more of a chance to, to catch some breaks. So, I mean, obviously with Eric Wolford being, you know, on the staff and and just where Nick Saban understands you know, where things are going with the program, the emphasis on the offensive line is going to continue to be a huge deal. So that's pretty big. Uh, it was a pretty loaded up spring as far as the top recruits who were visiting Alabama. We saw a ton of priority targets visit from you know, whether it be the start of spring practice all the way through A-Day, which kind of really sets the tone for this group as a whole. I know you had a fantastic insider report on Wednesday. Talk a little bit about, you might have already mentioned some of it, but talk a little bit about what uh, all that entailed. 
Yeah, so we really kind of just broke down a lot of the bigger names that were in Tuscaloosa, and not just the bigger names, guys that Alabama, you know, is really prioritizing at, at each position. Guys that, uh, you know, may not have visited for a day, but they were in town, you know, three weeks ago, or they're in town two weeks ago, or leading up, you know, just really leading up to the a day game. And then obviously, we talked about some of the big names that were on campus uh, this past weekend, um, and kind of, you know, kind of where things stand with those guys and you know one position in particular that um and and I want I want everybody to go read that insider report cuz it is jam packed full of information at just about every single position yep. uh, on top guys but I will talk about the running back group because we know Alabama signed a, a tremendous running back class in 2023 Justice Haynes and Richard Young yeah everybody's talking about Justice Haynes Richard Young's a pretty special back too, but he hasn't arrived yet. He's going to be there in uh, in late May. Uh, you know, he wasn't an early enrollee, uh, but that's going to be, you know, we're all the talk leading up to signing day was how Alabama had signed this two headed monster at the running back position with, uh, with, with Young and Haynes. So, uh, you know, excited to see that, you know, what, uh, what Richard Young's able to do. Cause obviously we got a little bit of a taste of what, uh, you know, Haynes can do, you know, throughout spring practice. Running back is going to be interesting this year because of that. You know, you sign two of the top four running backs in the country. Uh, you're not supposed to be able to do that, you know, the next year. Uh, but I think Alabama has got a chance to potentially do that again because this is going to be a – this is a big position of need. Alabama is going to lose some guys after this year. Obviously, they got the freshman. Uh, Jim Miller is going to be back, but he'll be a junior uh, next year. So – What's Alabama going to be able to bring in in this class? And there were some big names that were in town in town over the last two weeks. Nathaniel Frazier, uh, who's the number one running back in the country, made his visit to Alabama uh, last week. He was in town Sunday through Tuesday. He's the number one running back in the country out of Mater Day High School in California. Alabama has also signed a number one recruit at his position from Mater Day High School. Bryce Young. So, you know, they would love to do that again. And uh, you know, Nathaniel Frazier had just glowing reviews to say about his trip to Alabama. I encourage you, if you haven't read it already, um, go to Bama Insider, search Nathaniel Frazier, look f- uh, for the interview. It is a remarkable piece on, uh, you know, just how much he loves Alabama, how he's going to get back to Tuscaloosa as soon as possible. But you know, he he really had a great time in town. It was his first visit. He asked his mom before he left, he said, Mom, can I go to Alabama? Is this a school that I can go to? Will I have your blessing? And she said, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously that's a lot. You know, your mom, you grew up in California. You're going all, you know, potentially going all the way across the country. Uh, you know, getting her blessing is obviously a, a huge deal. And I think he wants to leave the state. There's some, you know, there's some other schools that he's really high on. Georgia, you know, Georgia's probably putting a lot of pressure uh, or has a lot of pressure on them after losing Haynes uh, last year to Alabama. Um, you know, he likes Tennessee, likes Nebraska, uh, Oregon's in it. Um, but I, I don't think he's in a rush to make a decision. But I, I do think Alabama is in that, you know, top group, you know, potentially could be number one on his list right now, but I do think they're at least in the top three. Another guy, uh, Kevin Riley uh, out of Tuscaloosa County. Kevin reminds me, 
a little bit of, and I've said this before, but he reminds me a little bit of Kenyon Drake. I mean, this guy has great speed, length. He's a, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. He can return kicks. Uh, just a very explo- explosive athlete. I think the biggest thing with with Kevin is you know making sh- you know he wants to make sure that he feels like a priority because there are other schools that are you know going nonstop after him every single day. You know, he told me um, you know a few months ago he said. And Carnell Williams, Cadillac Williams, reaches out almost every single day. But he has built a really good relationship with Robert Gillespie. He was at A Day. Uh, he's been to went over to obviously it's a uh, easy drive over to uh, to the uh, University of Alabama campus from uh, from Northport. Uh, but he went over to uh, to Alabama a couple other times during the spring that were um, that were unreported that, that he kept kind of quiet, you know, didn't really put it out there that he was visiting, but you know, he was over there. And so he, he is, um, he's a guy that Alabama really likes. They, they really want him. Um, and then one other guy is Daniel Hill. Daniel Hill is an intriguing prospect because he's about six foot one. He's 225 pounds. You know, he's listed as an athlete. You know, some people see him playing linebacker, but he wants to play on the offensive side of the ball. And I think Alabama likes him more, as an offensive player, he's a big physical guy. They've been recruiting him for you know, over a year now. And, you know, he's been to Tuscaloosa probably more than anywhere else. His father, uh, he told Bama Insider uh, a few months ago that his father, who played at Mississippi State, told him that he wants him to go to Alabama. <laughs> and so um, at least you have your father's blessing, who's a, who's a Mississippi State uh, legacy. But We'll see what happens there. You know, South Carolina has really done a, a great uh, – the job that uh, that Shane Beamer's done there, uh, it, you know, as far as on the field and also in recruiting has been remarkable. Um, you know, has really done a great job landing some big-name recruits. And a lot of those big-name recruits are, are more so, uh, you know, a little bit closer to Columbia than Meridian, Mississippi is. Uh, but Alabama really likes this kid a lot. Um, see what happens. I, I think that Alabama, South Carolina are kind of duking it out uh, for Daniel Hill. He doesn't seem like he's going to make a decision until after some official visits. Obviously, that can change. But, you know, those are three guys that um, – that are really high on the recruiting board. Jordan Lyle uh, out of St. Thomas Aquinas, another guy uh, that they they really like, visited, I think it was three weeks ago, uh, has Alabama in his top five. So I guess you can say, you know, those are kind of four names, uh, the running back position. If Alabama could sign two of those top guys, two of those top four, heck, if they can just sign one of the, <laughs> those guys, they'll be really excited. So, uh I do think they'll at least get one, and it's possible they could get two. But those are the kind of the guys that we're focusing on at the running back position. So if you want a breakdown of the other positions, offensive line, not quarterback, uh, you know, tight end. We also talk about tight end, um, you know, defensive line, linebacker, defensive back. It's all jam-packed in that insider report on Bama Insider. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. I, I love it's one of my favorite things that you do. Plenty of great stuff that you do, but running back position in particular, I mean, you're talking about just all the success that Alabama's had through the Nick Saban era, and, and it's more than likely Jameer Gibbs, after spending a year in Tuscaloosa, is going to become that next, whether it be, you know, early day two pick happening tomorrow or potentially, you know, uh, sliding into the first round and, and going tonight, which I think is probably the more likely scenario right now. So that's a, a huge deal that Alabama continues to crank out. Not only are they 
putting them in the NFL, but they're also recruiting at a high level. You know, you saw it last year. Justice Haynes is obviously starting to look like he's going to end up panning out at the position. Uh, Richard Young still extremely high on him and other coaching staff, and you are too. Uh, so that's a, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, we're running short on time, uh, but I'm thinking, Bone, we start getting you in here once a week. I would love to kind of – I mean, I, we, I, we could probably ask you another 40 questions, and, and everybody – we could talk about this. I feel like we could do a 12-hour live podcast, and I don't think we'd lose much viewership over the course of that 12 hours. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's funny. I, I do uh, you know a lot of speaking events, and I always – you know. The, the events are usually about, you know, I'll talk for about 25, 30 minutes. And, and I feel like I give a, a, a really good breakdown of, uh, you know, the recruiting class, where things stand, the, you know, the future and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, the Q&A session typically lasts for about an hour after that. So <laughs> I mean, it's just nonstop questions. So people, you know, people love recruiting, especially, especially Alabama, because uh, there's just a lot of different things that are going on, you know, every single day, you know, recruiting never sleeps uh, in Tuscaloosa or, you know, with Nick Saban. And, um, you know, we try to kind of stay on top of it every single day. Absolutely, man. Well, this has been fun. And like I said, we'll start getting you on here at least once a week, if not more. I mean, if it takes more, it takes more. Uh, we want to make sure that we're giving everybody all the information that we possibly can. And so well, I, I, I enjoyed it with you, Clint. We got a we got a good uh, good thing going here. So let's keep it keep it going strong. This was a blast. I mean, I love learning about it because I, I learned about it just as much as everybody else listening. Like I cover the team on a day to day basis. I'm really involved in, and immersed in that side of things with the recruiting. I certainly enjoy it, but I just I'm not immersed in that world like you and Joseph are. So anytime that I can get you guys and, and kind of pick your brain on what's going on, I certainly come out a lot more knowledgeable. Uh, or at least sounding a lot smarter than I'm actually in when it comes to the recruiting side. So appreciate you uh, taking some time and hopping on here with me. And like I said, we'll uh, we'll do this again next week. This has been fun. We appreciate all you guys listening in. Uh, once again, this is the Bama on 3 show, and I'm your host, Clint Lamb.